What's up, podcast? This is Matt Shalava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter, at Matt Shalava. And today, today's been pretty decent. Uh, most days have been pretty good, so I haven't been able to complain too much. Been able to stay healthy and still been able to go to work, so I've always been, I've been super blessed to have that uh, still be one of the things that I can do. I know a lot of people are trapped inside right now, and it's nice to be able to still get out a little bit and, you know, just be able to go outside the house. I think being inside is, is kind of cooping a lot of people up. And so hopefully I can provide you a little bit of relief from that and uh, at least give you something to think about. But yeah, the day's been pretty good. Um, eBay sales have been super good for me. Uh, there's a lot of things that have been doing really well. Um, some of the stuff that I've been able to go out and find has been good. Uh, a couple of things that I, you know, just stuff that even I've had sitting for a while. I sold a pair of shoes that I, I sourced from Ross um, that I bought and sold on Goat. So, you know, that kind of sparked my interest today in talking about one of the things that I like to do a lot. And one of the things that I do the most is um, buying and selling shoes from places like Ross, Dress for Less, and Marshalls, and TJ Maxx and you know a lot of these discount stores where you have the name brand clothing like nike and adidas and stuff come into the store but it's usually a season or two behind so you can get it at a pretty decent price and so what often happens at these kind of stores is you know they have their regular nike shirt they have you know an adidas t-shirt all these different kinds of clothing there and a lot of them aren't typically resellable. Nobody wants to buy just a regular Nike t-shirt for double the price you paid for it at Marshalls if they can go to their Marshalls and get it. And that's not what I'm here to talk about. What I'm talking about is the things that come into Marshalls that you wouldn't expect to find there. And I'm not entirely sure how they show up there, but basically what happens is Marshalls goes to Nike or Adidas or Reebok or Ralph Lauren and they end up getting clothes at a much cheaper price that they have for whatever reason not sold or, or whatever. So they get them super cheap and then they can offer them to you cheaply. And that's kind of what we end up doing when we go to garage sales and stuff like that. We buy things fairly cheap and then we can often give the buyer a better price than the other prices on eBay but still make a lot of money for ourselves. And so that's basically what Ross does, but at a much larger volume and with uh, brand new items. So for uh, using Ross as an example, Ross will buy a ton of shoes and get them from different people. You know, they'll get them from, I've seen them there before, from places like different foot stores you'd see in the mall, like uh, Foot Action or Foot Locker. Um, and then... I think a lot of them come from Nike. I haven't looked too much into it, but basically they get all these shoes and then they they either get them with or without the boxes. They take them out of the box, they put them on the shelf, and there's basically a back wall in Ross where there's just a, a bunch of shoes and it's pretty random what you'll find there. It's just a collection of different sizes, different styles. Um, different colors all different kinds of things and so you're not walking into like if you go into the mall and find a, 
a shoe store, you're going to see, you know, a whole run of sizes in one particular color and one particular uh, style of shoe and then you'll find maybe another color of that style of shoe and they have all the sizes and stuff like that this is not like that it's very random and what they end up getting is not something that they really uh, have a lot of control over but one of the things that a lot of people don't know is that a lot of times Ross and I mean when I say a lot of times I mean weekly Ross for whatever reason will stumble upon a pair of shoes that gets put into almost all of their stores and you know the certain the certain style of shoe is worth way more than they're charging so Ross typically charges anywhere from 30 to 70 dollars for a pair of Nikes and 70 super high but I have seen a lot of Ross's start to price a couple of pairs of Air Maxes at about 75 bucks which is completely crazy but oftentimes they'll get what's called a flood of shoes where a pair of Nike Vapor Max uh, shoes will show up and that shoe I think retails in the upper 100s, even 200s sometimes, depending on if it's flying it or not. But they'll get them at Ross and they just price them at 50 to 60 bucks. And they don't know. They don't know what they have. And so they're not researching each individual shoe and typing in the model number and stuff. But us as resellers, we can go in there and say, hey, you know, I see this shoe that's 60 bucks. I can sell it on eBay or Goat for 120 bucks because it doesn't have the box. And, you know, I make about 60 bucks minus shipping. Or if I charge them shipping, then I'm making around 60 bucks. Because remember, eBay isn't charging you any fees anymore for athletic shoes that sell over 100 bucks. So you have the opportunity to make everything you're owed minus the PayPal fees and the shipping expenses, which is relatively, you know, what you would make if you sold it on your own individual site because you'd have to charge somebody. If you were selling on a Shopify site, you'd still have to charge, uh, you'd have to pay credit card fees and different things like that plus the shipping fees. So you're, you're getting it basically what you would sell it for to somebody if you were selling it on your own, which is awesome. So that's why I like going to these stores. You're getting oftentimes things that you're not paying any fees on and oftentimes the shoes can be found with pretty low prices compared to what you can flip them at. So it's it's like the new version of going into a thrift store or going into a garage sale, if you will. And so the best thing to do is to check your local Ross, check your local Marshalls, check your local TJ Maxx, any of these stores. If you're in Florida, they're called DDs. I think there's a DDs down there, like a bunch of them, and they're basically like a Ross, but they ba they get in these shoes and then they price them and you go in there and you look at the tag. And when you see the tag of the shoe, on each shoe there's a, a model number that gives the specific type of shoe, the uh, model of the shoe, and then the color of the shoe. So for Adidas, it's two letters and then five two letters and four numbers usually two letters and four numbers i've seen some weird adidas ones before but usually it's like b a four five one nine and you know that that is an adidas model number and adidas has to do that to keep track of what shoe they're selling and, and that's their way of keeping stock so they have these model numbers and you're looking at 
typing that into eBay, typing that into GOAT, typing that into StockX if you're finding shoes with the box, and you're selling, you're looking at what the sold prices of that shoe are. For Nike, you have typically two letters followed by, crap, I think it's four numbers and then a dash and then three numbers. So it would be like A, J, one, two, three, four, dash, one, zero, zero would be like a Nike model number. But sometimes there are six numbers followed by a dash, followed by three numbers. So you just have to kind of keep your eye out for it. So those are kind of the bigger ones. I don't really venture too far outside of Adidas and Nike, I'll be honest. I've sold maybe a handful of shoes that are not Adidas or Nike. And that's like I find a pair of Uggs at Ross that I can sell or I find a pair of... Um, a pair of some sort of you know crazy weird looking Italian shoe that they don't know what to do with um, and so those are kind of the things that I'll end up looking for if I'm not gonna find a Nike shoe but those are really where uh, Nike and Adidas are kind of your big ones and Under Armour sometimes too has some really good shoes I am gonna take a quick break for a moment because I'm about to run out of gas, so I gotta pull over and get some gas at this gas station, but I will be right back. Hey, what's up? So, I'm back. So, anyway, what I was saying, oftentimes Ross will get these different pairs of shoes, and your goal is to go in there and look how you can sell them on Goat and eBay and, and different things like that. And so, I primarily sell Nike and Adidas shoes, but like I said, you can look and see if there's other shoes. I mean, sometimes the most profitable ones are the ones people aren't picking up because they don't know about them. And so you could find yourself on a huge haul of shoes that nobody knew had a lot of value because they aren't the typical Nike or Adidas or Under Armour shoes that people like to flip. So, but I'll give you a couple examples of shoes that I've found in the past and kind of get you to think a little bit about what kind of shoes you should look for. But it's kind of a, a big deal going in there and you can find a, a lot of very profitable shoes so for instance um, there maybe the most profitable pair of shoes that I found in there so far um, was a collab that ASAP Rocky did with Under Armour and he I don't know when the collab was done it was done a while ago I think but these shoes were on goat new with the box for I, around a grand i mean they were expensive shoes whenever they before they hit ross and so what ends up happening is when these shoes hit ross they usually have a lot of value and so the first couple of people that find them end up flipping them and making a lot of money and then people realize they're at ross people see it on instagram and stuff and then they go look they find the shoes people get scared because they're not used to flipping and then they tank the price and those are called price tankers and it kind of sucks because you're either looking at being the first in and first out or you're going to be waiting probably a couple months to get that full resale value you were hoping to get and that's something that i'm comfortable with because i made enough money where i can put a good amount of shoes to the side and kind of use them almost like stocks where you know, you're holding them for a little bit longer than you typically would most flips, and you know that right now they're not worth what they they are able to be worth, if you will. Like there, there's a something wrong with the market for them where the I forget what the word is, but 
there's people are selling them a lot lower than what they actually are worth. So there's an arbitrage to be had there. And, and for me, it's good to be able to have some stuff like that, some steady things that you know are going to appreciate and gain value over the next couple months so you have a little bit of stability with your reselling. I think that that's a good thing to have. And I think that it's a good way to make some money you know, every every once in a while when a pair of shoes sells and you make 50 bucks and it's like, well, I didn't have that 50 bucks before, but now I do. And I know I have 30 other pairs of shoes that are going to make me 30 to $50 even more sometimes. I just got to wait out on those a little bit longer. So it's a comfortable feeling to have knowing that you have that set aside and knowing that if you want, you can always sell the shoes and get your money back because people are always willing to buy them at the price that it would take for you to make the amount of money that you pay for them after fees. So, I mean, if you want to sell them for about 15 bucks over what you paid, that's usually going to be a super good deal on those shoes, and you can usually get that pretty quickly. So, they're still pretty liquid, even though you have your money tied up in actual hard goods. You can move them pretty quickly, which is kind of nice. But back to the ASAP Rockies. So, they hit uh, Ross and Rosses across the country got them in what they call floods. And I mentioned those earlier. So they hit Rosses everywhere. And I remember I was on Instagram. And a quick tip for you, if you want to know what shoes are hitting Ross across the country, if you haven't and you go into Ross and you look and you want to know what should I be looking for, what kind of shoes should I be looking for, after this whole coronavirus passes, you go into Instagram, you type in hashtag Ross finds. And then if you're big into Marshalls or TJ Maxx, you know, then and Burlington, Burlington's another one. People just think of coats for Burlington, but Burlington is actually a really good place to look for shoes. But Ross finds, uh, Marshalls finds, and Burlington finds are probably your best ones to look on Instagram. And you can see what's hitting Burlington's, Ross, and Marshalls across the country. And from there, you can gauge if you haven't seen it in yours yet, you probably will find it in yours. It's just a matter of being consistent and going and looking for it, you know, once to twice to three to four times a week. Like, you got to go pretty consistently throughout the week if you want to find it, and you know that they're going to be hitting your Ross at some point. So that's what I do. And I knew that they were going to be hitting Ross, and I was looking, I checked probably three times the week before I found them and there was nothing and the one night I went and I don't know what happened but it seemed like nobody went that night and there was just a ton of profitable shoes and so it was one of the first times I really went all in on a shoe haul and I bought and and by all in for me I mean like probably about like 500 bucks I didn't spend which is a lot for some people and then for some shoe resellers it's not that much at all I mean they'll spend thousands of dollars in one day list it all and they'll move through their stock pretty quickly and then keep it moving and do the same thing the next week so for me though it was a lot at the time and it still is a lot i mean i don't want to drop 500 dollars and just do it on a whim but for those shoes i found a pair of lebrons um they were huge they were size 18 but they were a very rare color and i think they were the metallic gold and then royalty is kind of what their their colorway was nicknamed but those shoes brand new in any size were going for about three to four hundred bucks and i got them for 50 bucks and i've seen people sell big shoes before 
because if you think about it a lot of people don't have access to big shoes who have humongous feet so if you have a size 17 or 18 foot and you want that LeBron that I picked up at Ross you're not gonna find it anywhere outside of eBay and even when you go on eBay that shoe wasn't mass produced in a large size so you're still not gonna find that many big sizes of it available to buy and that's what drives the price up supply and demand so because there is so little supply the price goes up because the demand at some point hits that supply and you know you kind of have the the way that it works out where it, it ends up being a, a much more expensive shoe for the person to buy and that works out in our favor so I go in there and I found those I found a couple pairs of I found a pair of baseball cleats I found a pair of soccer cleats I think I found a couple pairs of Adidas Ultra Boost and then I looked and I saw like on the top shelf this black pair of Under Armors and the ASAP Rockies were all black and then on the they looked like skateboarding shoes but the tongue was probably like two and a half inches thick foam that made up the tongue portion of the shoe and then on the on the tongue it, it had like some writing like ASAP Rocky collab with Under Armour uh, all this kind of stuff so they, they were pretty sweet shoes I mean if I had them in my size and they weren't reselling for a lot I'd still probably wear them because they looked super comfy and they look kind of cool. But I found them and going price on those shoes at Ross was 35 bucks. So people were buying them and then flipping them on eBay anywhere from 150 to 300 plus and making a ton of money because remember there's no fees. So you're taking a $35 shoe and you're making a few hundred bucks on it, which is crazy. And you can't do that with too many other things, you know, without spending a lot of money on them. So it's a really good ROI. I mean, you're taking, you're making like 5X on what you paid at least. So that was a one shoe that was huge. And those aren't the type of shoes you'll find every time you go to Ross. What you'll typically find is a shoe that's selling anywhere there from about 40 to 60 bucks. And you can sell on eBay from 100 to $150. And which is really good margins. So you're still doing well, but that was one of the crazier finds that I've had and that have popped up. Um, there's been a lot of Nike shocks that have been popping up, and Nike shocks have come back into style. I think they were super big in the early 2000s. Like, I remember them when I was a kid as them being super popular, and now that we're getting to that stage where late 90s and 2000s stuff is now vintage because it's about 20 years old, which is the standard for vintage, at least on eBay or Etsy, one of the two, but now that we're hitting that point it's coming back into being like a retro thing kind of cool to wear and shocks have picked up a lot of steam recently and nike's been producing some shocks and they look pretty good i mean i they're not my kind of shoe but i can see how people would like them and there were a couple different colorways of women's shocks popping up and i remember right before you know everything got closed down for the coronavirus i found a pair of women's nike shocks that were the pastel colorway which was like white pink and yellow and then there was a I think like a metallic white and silver colorway that they had and both of those pairs of shoes before they were found at Ross were going for about anywhere from like 120 to 150 and sometimes a little bit more and then after they hit Ross it was like 100 bucks for the pair but once they sell out those are the kind of shoes that you'll wait out on or you can sell immediately depending on what your model is and make 40 to 80 bucks so that's kind of the the game with ross that's kind of marshall's is a little bit different 
and it's not just shoes. Shoes are a great example because that's what Ross is known for, but Ross also gets floods of apparel, um, different types of t-shirts, different types of things that have been, like, I've seen off-white stuff pop up at TJ Maxx before. I've seen a lot of crazy stuff, different collabs Nike has done with uh, big name artists and stuff that pop up at Burlington, pop up at Ross. And the nice thing is these shoe, these shirts and pants and different things that pop up usually retail on Nike for a pretty expensive amount. And you can flip them for maybe 50 to 100 bucks profit when it's all said and done when they came out from Nike. But because they're at Ross, Ross doesn't know what they're doing. And so they pop up there and they're 20 to 30 bucks and now you're making even more money because that shoe and stuff is still as rare that that shirt I mean and pants are still as rare as they were before but now you're getting them at a much better price so that's always something good to look out for uh, Marshalls and TJ Maxx have not so much TJ Maxx but Marshalls has the luxury of getting brand new shoes in the box which is awesome if you have a good Marshalls near you and I don't typically believe in the whole thing that people say where they go you know my Ross sucks my Marshall sucks this that or the other thing because typically your Ross sucks because you're not there often enough I always had thought my Ross was terrible and granted there are some Rosses that are terrible I mean there's a Ross right down the road from the one that I typically go to and it's awful and I don't know what's wrong there. I don't know why they don't ever get anything. I've talked to one of the managers at the, the Ross that I like to go to most often. And she said that out of all the Rosses in the area, the one that I go to is typically the best stocked. And I don't know why they do that. So it may be good to go out and get a gauge of which Ross gets the nicest stuff around you. But at least for the most part, most Rosses get the same stuff. You just don't end up seeing it because you're not there to see it. Somebody's already went and picked it up. Somebody from the store's already bought it. You know, there's a lot of different ways. If you have somebody that's doing what we do, but they work for Ross and they want to sell shoes on the side, they get first dibs. So they find a pair of shoes that they can sell. They put it in the back and then they, they buy it after work and they resell it on eBay. And there's not too many people that do that, but I have met a couple and I know that they do resell different things from Ross and they do pretty well with it. So it's not surprising that if your Ross doesn't typically look good, either some resellers beating you to it, which makes sense because there's full-time people. And if you're not full-time, you're not going to have as much time to go into Ross or somebody works at the store that resells and they're just beating you to it every time. But for the most part, it's just that you're not there in time. Somebody else finds it and buys it. And that's one of the things you have to be consistent with this. You have to go week in and week out and you have to go one to two times a week and if you do that and you mix up your days and you find a day where not a lot of resellers have went to Ross you can end up doing pretty well for yourself especially in times when people are excited to buy Q4 at Ross was nuts I mean the things that I found in there were absolutely ridiculous you're not going to find them there any other time outside of November December season Q4 being the fourth quarter of the year that's usually when a lot of sales do really well because of Christmas and, and that kind of thing. So people are more excited to buy and people have a reason to buy. So it comes together and makes a, a complete mess of everybody's bank accounts. But if you're selling, it's awesome for you. And, you know, so I walked into Ross and I found two coach jackets that retailed at $1,400. It was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And 
after Christmas, nobody had bought them. I think they were on they were there for 300 bucks. Nobody had bought them and I bought both of them for 38 bucks a piece. And that's a long tail hold because most people aren't going to want to spend $1,400 on a coach jacket. But if you could sell that jacket for 800 bucks in a year or two, 38 bucks to 800 bucks is a huge flip. And so those are the kind of things you can find at Ross if you're consistent. Those are the kind of things that pop up. You never know what they're going to get. And that's one of the reasons I like it. It still has that garage sale, thrift store, treasure hunt appeal, but it's a little bit more organized and structured because it's a retail store everything's new so people are more apt to buy it and you get to find some really cool stuff that it's still like a treasure hunt where you're not just you're not just running to walmart because there's a certain video game that's been hitting walmart that everybody's selling on amazon for 20 bucks more than they're getting it at walmart you know you know what you're getting when you go there but with ross with marshall's with tj maxx it's very different and you never really know what you'll get outside of you know if you're doing the research and stuff you can get a general sense but there's still always an opportunity to find something new so I think that's enough um, I'm kind of talked out I think that's most of what I know about Ross and there's there's always some more stuff I can share but for right now there's not too much anybody can do about it because Ross and Marshalls and TJ Maxx are all closed because of the coronavirus but once that all clears up i would be willing to bet that ross should have a decent amount of, of items still in their stores those first couple days just because nobody was there to buy it and so they stocked the shelves they left and now there were no resellers able to hit ross so that would be something that i i strongly suggest if you feel comfortable going out and you have a good health uh, a good immune system and type of thing I would definitely suggest going out and looking those first couple of days you can go to those stores but for now just you know you can look at the Instagram uh, hashtags I gave you you can kind of do your own research and just hopefully get a, a better sense of how you can make some money running into stores uh, whether that be something you do consistently or whether you just buzz in there uh, if you go out to dinner just to pay for your meal so I'm going to get going. I'm finishing up my drive, but you guys have a good one. Stay safe, stay healthy, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Peace.